Last week we started a brand new series. We did, we got some great compliments, well more than compliments, comments yes. on uh, how it helped you, how it was so timely. Thank you for your texts and your emails, all of your comments. It's good to know that you're hearing the word and doing it and it's helping you uh, progress in your spiritual walk with the Lord. That encourages us. When oh we get yeah, those definitely. Because it helps us realize, man, we're we're right on track. There's certain things we feel in our hearts. Um, you felt very strongly about this series. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that we went with the leading that you had inside of your heart. And so last week we started a brand new series entitled "When There Seems to Be No Way," and we're focusing in this story, um, in this series about a story found in the Old Testament, a real life story. Yes. A story about King Jehoshaphat. And uh, in this story, it really is a story that helps us in the midst of our situation when we feel like there seems to be no way. Oh, there's great parallels in this story for yeah. the time that we're in right now. So yeah. let's get moving and yeah. get to the second part there's of so it. Much, there's so much here. So our big takeaway in this series is when there seems to be no way, focus on your heavenly position, not your earthly condition. Yes. And that's just so good. And I pray... You're getting that. This is a, a, a big takeaway for the series. Yeah. We believe that this takeaway is just too important and, and too life-changing just to use in one part. So we're going to keep reminding you to make sure that you understand that you have a heavenly position that puts you in a greater position than that earthly condition that we are all faced with. Yes. In this story, and do a quick recap, in this story, King Jehoshaphat uh, was overwhelmed and shaken by uh, the, what he just heard from his intelligence sources. And, and he was horrified by the news that three enemy forces had gathered together and united to become this giant invasion force. And they were definitely bearing down on them. And King Jehoshaphat and, the, and his kingdom was on the brink of extinction. Mm -hmm. um, there was reason to fear. There was reason to panic. And we picked the story up in verse 3 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and it says this, Then Jehoshaphat feared and set himself determinedly as his vital need, love that, to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast in all of Judah. And Judah gathered together and asked help from the Lord, even out of the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord, yearning for him with all their desire. Here, all the intent in this, all the, the, the desire, the longing, the desperation. I love that in this story. And the first thing Jehoshaphat did was he admitted he didn't know what yes. to do, mm -hmm. and he ran to God. He did. What a great place to start. Yeah, he said, I don't know what to do, yeah. but my eyes are on you. It's okay to say we don't know what to do, but the most important part is, the second part of that is to put our eyes on the one who knows what to do. Yeah. Not to get stuck in, I don't know, I can't, nobody can help me out here, but I don't know what to do right now yeah. in all of this. I'm, I'm out of work. Yeah. My family's got the virus. Uh, I, I've used all the stimulus money. I don't know what to do. But God, my eyes are on you because every answer I need is found in your word. So I'm going to keep my eyes fixed and anchored on the word of yeah. God. Amen. And so while Jehoshaphat was in this condition of fear, he cried out to the Lord and he knew exactly what to do. He got some instructions yeah. and he declared over the nation um, that there was going to be this um, day of prayer and fasting, this national day of prayer, if you will, like we just had. And in that place, he made the right choice and opened up 
the nation to hear from God. Mm -hmm. And while all of Judah stood before the Lord, the Bible says, with their children and their wives, yes. the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel and said this in verse 15. It says in 2 Chronicles 20, 15, Hearken, all Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. The Lord says this to you, Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down to them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the ravine before the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17 is our key verse, and Verna will key in on this verse here in just a moment. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand still, and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Mm -hmm. Wow, so good. And today, these are the same words we need yes. to hear for what we're going through. That's exactly. what makes these words so life-giving and so real to what we're going through today. Yeah, and then the confidence and trust in God, knowing that He's got a strategy for every situation we're going through or will ever go through. And if we'll separate ourselves yes. to pray and to fast and to seek God. And you know, there's this saying, I love this. I heard this years ago that when you can't hear God, read God. So if you can't hear God's voice today, read his voice. His word is his voice to you. And he's, he was so strategic in giving these people, his people, yes. a strategy for deliverance. A, a strategy for victory. Yeah. And, and we said last week, the number one strategy that God gave them, that the Lord spoke to them was, number one, take your position. Take your position. We define the word position as a place occupied, a fortified position. It means to make strong. Listen very carefully. Nothing changes about our circumstances until we take a position. Yes. Your circumstances will remain. Your circumstances will keep beating you up. Your circumstances will keep overwhelming you. Your circumstances will keep causing you to second guess yourself until you finally make a stand until you finally take a position. This position is a specific mindset. It's a specific thought pattern. In fact, it's more spiritual than natural. Yeah. Amen. It is. And I, I just want to take a minute, if I can, yes. to go back and just clarify about the position because taking our position is not taking our position um, because we're angry or in a wrong mindset or you know, just our opinion right. or the local beef of the day that we right. want. We're, you know, we're just going to express ourselves any way we want. But I, I want you all to turn to Ephesians because I want to take a minute to show you about the spiritual position that God wants us to take. The whole book of Ephesians is about the church. Yes. And God wants to just get in our minds that we are his masterpiece. We are God's handiwork, yes. recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew to do those good works, which he prearranged and made ready for us to walk and live in the good life. Amen. So living the good life is understanding Ephesians and the path that he's prearranged for us. So let's look at Ephesians chapter one. And I, I want to just read some scriptures to you from Ephesians chapter one and Ephesians chapter two. So we're going to start here. Well, let's start at verse 16. And I'm reading from the classic Amplified. 
And it says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets and the deep and intimate knowledge of him. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones. Now listen and follow along. Verse 19, so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ. Listen, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand, this is God, seated Jesus at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and world which is to come. Verse 22, and he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the supreme head of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So we see in these first scriptures here in Ephesians that God raised Jesus to a heavenly position at his right hand, gave him all dominion, all power, all authority, far above all principalities and powers and rulers. This is the position that God put Jesus in. And then we see in Ephesians chapter two and verse four, but God so rich is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful intense love which he loved us. Do you know God loves you intensely today? Not based upon what you've done or what you didn't do, not based upon any actions or how much money you gave, how many confessions you did, how many prayers you prayed. God's love for you is intense that while we yes. were yet sinners, so good. he died for us. People forget that they he do. died for us in our mess. Yes. And they try with works of the flesh right. and live under the law to do all exactly these things right. to get God's approval. But God's love is so intense for you and for me that he sent Jesus to die for us. And then in verse five, even we were dead by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Listen, he gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life, which he quickened him for it is by grace, by his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved and delivered from judgment. Oh, people Hmm. talking about God's judgment and his wrath and is is this virus God's judgment? You and I have been delivered from judgment. The blood of Jesus satisfied the wrath of God. So we live, it says here, we're made alive unto God. God. And then it goes on to say, verse six, and he... God raised, excuse me, Jesus raised us up in together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly places. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come, the immeasurable, limitless, unsurpassing, surpassing richness 
riches of his grace, his unmerited favor in kindness of goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus, for it's by grace that we've been saved. So, Verena, why did you read all this? Because this is the position that we take. Right. God raised Jesus up. Jesus turned to the church, which is me and you, right. and he raised us up, the Bible, I just read it, together with him, yes. seated in heavenly places in a heavenly position. So that heavenly position is so important. The Amplified Bible calls it joint seating yes. with Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, it, it, this is, you know, every church has an assignment. And our assignment for these past 39 years has to been teach you has been to teach you who you are in Christ yes. and to live from the heavenly position that Jesus shed his blood for. So we live from a position of victory, right. not defeat. Amen. We live from a position of righteousness, not unrighteousness, not a sin nature, right. but a righteousness na nature. Right. Why? Because God gave Jesus authority and Jesus turned to us, the church. He made us alive. He gave us authority. You, he gave us joint seating with him. This is so important. So when you pray, yes. you pray from this place. Yes. You pray from a place of authority. And this is, this is your whole Christian walk is based upon this. I'm so passionate about this because I want people to get this. You have joint seating. Yeah. with Jesus Christ. That's so good. It's a spiritual position. You know, excuse me. <clears throat> we we can spot the people who are living from a heavenly position or from a earthly condition. Right. Right? Right. You can tell the ones that have made up their minds, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to raise my family. I'm going to pay my yes. bills. I'm going to tithe my money. I'm going to live in my neighborhood. I'm going to be, uh, you know, a person of integrity and honesty. When that person makes up their mind to live from that heavenly position, it is so different than those that are always under this earthly, con the earthly condition. Right. And the you, circumstances. And you said previously, it's it's a spiritual right. thing. It's not just. Uh, a mental, emotional right. position. Right. It's a spiritual position that the blood of Jesus purchased yes. for us. That's the key. And it would be dishonoring to the blood. It would be dishonoring to the blood that was shed for us to live any other way. Now, am I saying we're going to be happy and skipping all the time and uh -huh. there's never going to be challenges? Listen, somebody said that to me the other day. Nobody told me when I got saved there were going to be so many challenges. Listen, if there weren't going to be challenges, we wouldn't have needed the blood of Jesus. Right. If there weren't going to be challenges, we wouldn't need armor. Right. Ephesians chapter 6 is all about the armor of God. Why do you need armor if there's not going to be a fight? Yeah, yeah. And the scriptures even go on to tell us in First and Second Timothy to live life like a first-class soldier. Yes. So why are we being warned that we're going to need armor, yeah. that we need to act like first-class soldiers? If we're more than conquerors, what's there to, right? <laughs> exactly. If, we need, if we're supposed to be courageous yeah. Jesus, and fight the good fight of faith, why, why would we not need all that? Exactly. <laughs> Jesus said in this world, you're going to yeah. have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Yeah. Why can we be of good cheer, church? Because of the heavenly position he provided for us. So sometimes we just have to, yeah. you know, slap ourselves a little bit and say, hey, wait a minute, let me wake up to this. 
I have joint seating with Jesus. So how should I look at this situation? Yeah. It, I, it, it's really important. We want to encourage you today. You know, it's important that you finally just get tired of living under your human condition. It's a low-level living. Oh, it's such low-level living. Will you, will, if you don't get tired of it, the drama mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and, the, and this overbearing nature of what the enemy tries to put on you and squeeze you yeah. and conform you into his way of thinking, it's time for you now to rise above your earthly condition. Right. It's time for you to rise above and take your heavenly position, right? This situation, this season right now is magnifying those that are in their heavenly position and those that are in their earthly condition. It's magnifying both. And so we want you to say, man, I am so grateful I'm in my heavenly position, mm -hmm. or I'm so tired of being in my earthly condition. It's time now to make a move. And that's what this season is all about, to help you and to direct you and guide you, right. to help you understand what Jesus has done for us. Yes. So you're praying out of not a whining and complaining and que sera, sera kind of attitude, but you're using your authority yes. to change your environment you can change your world by the words of your mouth and by which position you are living in. Yeah, and how do we do that? How, if I'm stuck in a negative mindset, how do I get to the place where I'm aware and walk in my heavenly position? There's only one way, people, and that is to be changed and transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. To let your mind yes, be so washed with the water of so God's good. word. You cannot do it apart from the word. It's not mind over matter. It's God's word over matter. Yeah. It's not some uh, dumb science of the mind. It's the authority and the power and the integrity of the Word of God. It'll wash your mind and cleanse it of all of that negativity. Be transformed, be changed, Romans 12, 1 and 2, by the renewing of your mind. Don't let that Word depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart because it's life. God's Word is life to every area of your life. That's why we ask people, who, who are you with? Because right. Matthew 19, 26 says, with man, with man, all it's impossible, mm -hmm. but with God, all things are possible. Yes. And so it's important that we understand we have who are we with and what side are we going to be on? We just seem to can't get that out of our hearts uh, for you because we need to really stress that that we are with God. We are with His Word. We yes. are with His plan. We are with knowing that God knows how to figure all this out when we don't know what to do yeah. and we come to an end and all the odds are against us and we're overwhelmed and confused and not knowing for sure. Stick with God because all things are possible yeah, with be God. Be anchored in His Word, yes. immovable from all that's going around us. Be anchored in the Word of God. So good. It is. Yeah. Thank you for explain that because that's so important that we yeah, understand Yeah, and take the time to go position. through those scriptures that I read you in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. Get it in your heart for yourself that you are in joint seating so with Christ. God raised Jesus up and Jesus raised you up. I tell you, life looks different when you remember you have joint seating with Jesus Christ. Yeah. The view is different the, up there. The view is different <laughs> yes, up there. Yes, it right. is. So we have a second strategy that the Lord spoke to uh, King Jehoshaphat, first of all, number one, take your position. Right. Number two? Number two, he told him, stand still. Number two is stand still. Still means to abstain from motion, to be subdued, 
calm and tranquil. I mean, this doesn't mean we're couch potatoes and right. sit around and, right. and do it, not, not do anything. Again, this is talking, standing still, is talking about our spiritual position. Exactly when we right. stand still, we rest. Well, how do we rest in the midst of the mess? Right. It's because we've taken our position. Yes. If you take your position. Everything starts there. Yep. You can rest knowing that God is watching over his word to perform it. In uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17, the Living Bible says this, Stand quietly. I love this. Stand quietly and see the incredible rescue operation God will perform for you. Wow. Let me read that again. That's so good. This is the Living Bible, 2 Chronicles 20, 17. Stand quietly and see the incredible rescue operation God will perform for you. That's resting. Faith rests. Rest. God is always on an incredible rescue mission operation for us. He did that. That's what Jesus was. Yes. That was God's rescue Amen. mission, God's rescue operation for a world that had absolutely no hope. So how do we rest? I mean, how do we really rest? How do we be still in all of this? The um, hectic, unrealistic pace of this life has trapped many into a black hole of activity. Yeah. Lots of activity, lots of motion, Noise. and very little accomplishment. I like Ecclesiastes 7.29 in the TEV translation. Listen to this. God made us plain and simple, yet we have made ourselves very complicated. Oh, that's so Isn't true. that awesome? Yes, it is. God made us plain <laughs> and simple, but we have made ourselves very complicated. You know, we get asked a lot, Jonathan, how have we lasted, you know, 44 years in ministry and in marriage? And we're very simple people. Yeah. We are not complicated people. We are just enjoying life the best that we can based upon the Word of God and being as simple as we can even in our faith, to come to Jesus Amen. like children, because he says we should approach him like children and yeah. have that kind of confidence in our Lord and Savior. So we've made, our, we've made ourselves very complicated, but God made us very simple. I think what this virus has done, it has revealed in a lot of us the unrealistic schedules and the hectic pace people have been, lived, have been living by. And the people I talk to, the families I've talked to, which are many, many, many of yes, you, many, have many. said the one thing as challenging exactly as right. all of this right. is, the one thing it's made families and individuals realize is that I was going at a pace that is so unrealistic and so uh, not sustainable, yeah. and it was going nowhere. Lots of activity. Uh, living life, hurry up, hurry up, we gotta yes. go, we gotta go, we're late, we're late. Starting the day like that with your kids, hurry up, get out of the house, get out of the bed, we gotta go. And now they're realizing where they don't have that, all that hectic activity in the morning, it's hectic, don't get me wrong, but it's different. It's it a different. different pace. Yeah. And people are realizing that the pace they were at was not healthy and there was no rhythm to their lives. Very true. So I think in a lot of this, the good we can take out of this is kind of waving the white flag that the bridge is out. Yeah. 
to stop yes. the pace, the Slow unrealistic yes. pace, not enjoying life, not enjoying family, not enjoying the work of your hands, working so hard and then not being able to enjoy what you have. And so stay still. And uh, there's so many scriptures here that have to do with this, but I, I won't go through all of them, but I do want to go through two of them. Isaiah 30, 15 says, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And then it goes on to say, but you wouldn't do it. Mm. Wow. In, God's telling us in quietness and confidence is our strength, but we wouldn't do it. And how many of you today know that you just need to settle down you just need to get with God. You just need, you know, some quiet, even in the midst of all you're going through, just get quiet. Your confidence will increase, but let, let not God have to say to us, church, family, I try to quiet you right, down. Yeah. I try to give you the confidence yes, that yes, you need so me, good. but Come you on. wouldn't do it. Come on. You wouldn't do it. Right. So let's not let that be said of us as a church, That's right. of us as leaders, right. our staff, and our families. Let, let God say to us, I would try to get your attention, and I got it. Yeah. And now I'm going to teach you some really good lessons. Yes. And then uh, Psalms 46.10, very familiar scripture. Be still and know that I am God. Being still is that challenge there again yes. from all the motion and all the activity. But I'm going to read you a couple of different translations and what it has to say about being still. It says, the voice translation says, be still, be calm. Uh, the passion translation says, surrender your anxiety. Be silent, stop your striving. Moms, it's Mother's Day today. How much do we strive wow. trying to fix everything, trying to fix everybody, yep. trying to make it all better? He's saying here, surrender all your anxiety, <laughs> everything about your kids, everything yes. you're worried about, yes. everything that concerns you about your children. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent. Stop striving and let me be God Amen. in your family. Amen. The NLV says, be quiet. The NET says, stop your striving and recognize that I'm God. The Living Bible says, stand silent, stand silent, exclamation point, know that I am God. I like this translation says, stop your fighting and know that I am God. Stop, of course, you're fighting with each other or whoever. Let's not do that. But stop fighting with yourself. Yeah. The inner turmoil right. and the struggle within. Stop fighting. Recognize, know, be still that he is God. Um, the message translation says, attention all, see the marvels of God. That's a military term. Yeah. Attention. Right. That you get our attention. It should, it should. And it's saying, stop all the striving, yes. stop all you're doing, and look and see the marvels of God. And then the CEV version, uh, and I, I would almost say, if I didn't know, the CEV, 
CEV version, I would almost say that this is the Jonathan Del Turco version because this is what he says to me all the time. Calm down. That's calm what, down, Vernon. Calm down, Vernon. That's what he tells me all the time. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, calm down. But um, no, that's not your, no. you're not original to that. The no, CE version says calm down and the CEB version oh, says geez. this. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. How many times do we say that uh, yeah. to our kids? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. And that's exactly what God is saying when to our us. Heavenly Father Stop says it. To us. Yes. Calm, calm down. down. Stand still. That's enough. I'm God. I will if you will take your position and if you will stand still, calm down, I will bring this all together. And then just the last um, part of this, the original Hebrew translation of this says this, wake up and be in awe. Wake up and be in awe. And I think this, as we close now, honey, this refers back to uh, last week when we talked about Jehoshaphat and when he gathered the people to pray he started a pattern of prayer that I think is great for us to follow he went into prayer yes. declaring who God was right you know what he had done right. and what he was going to do and this here tells us in standing still it really means to wake up and be in awe and when we remember and rehearse who God is what he's done, his yeah. faithfulness. Amen. We know he's going to come through. We can just stand in awe of a God who loves us and cares for us and has us in the palm of his hand. Amen. And no matter what fight you're in today, take your position as Jesus gave you the authority. Take your position and then stand still, calm down, Give God your attention and stand in awe of the greatness of God. Pray for our people, honey. Yeah, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you today we for do, your Lord. word. Thank you, Father. And for the power of your word. And Father, I pray today to these hearers listening to thank this you, service today that your word would be a lamp yes. to their feet yes. and it would light their pathway yes, in all the areas of their life where they're we at crossroads yes. and don't know what to do. I just declare today, you, Father, Father, that as they have heard your word, they will be doers yes. of what they've heard, but also the entrance of your word brings light. Amen. So where there is darkness and just, you, I don't know what to do, as they look to your word, Father, go over these scriptures, the entrance of your word will bring light to them, just like a flashlight does Amen. in a dark room. Amen. Your word brings light to their situations. And I speak a blessing yes, over every one of them today. Thank I bind you, the enemy yes, from hindering this word being spoken and from uh, hindering the ears of the hearer today. May their lens today of what they've heard be who they are in Christ, Amen. joint seated with you, Father, in heavenly places and living life on a higher level in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, honey. You know, there's no reason to go through these difficult times on your own. There's no reason to rely on your own wisdom or to try to rely on your own human effort and hustle. We want to make sure that Jesus lives inside of your heart. Because it's only when Jesus lives inside of your heart do you have a, a friend, a savior, the wisdom, the ability? You don't have to rely upon yourself. How lonely to, to try to only figure all this out 
all by yourself. Jesus said and promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake yes. us. So that's why I want to make sure that Jesus lives in your heart and you believe that God loves you and you believe that he died for you and shed his blood for you and for, had forgiven you from all your sin. And all you have to do is open up your heart today and open up your mouth and declare uh, yes. that Jesus is Lord over your life and Jesus can come in, live inside of you. So you don't have to do all this all alone, all by yourself without God's wisdom and God's plan. I want to pray for you. Repeat this prayer after me and let's believe God together. And if you don't know Jesus or you want to recommit yourself to him today and you've been away from God, you've been away from the Lord and it's time to come back home, come home. and allow him to rule and reign afresh and anew. His arms are still open wide to you today. Come on, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Here's my heart. Here's my heart. I can't do this by myself. I can't do this by myself. I've tried and tried. I've tried and tried. And failed each time. And failed each time. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Forgive me from my sin. Forgive me from my sin. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. And I receive by faith. And I receive by faith. Salvation. Salvation. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Eternal life. Eternal life. Thank you for leading me and guiding me. Thank you for leading me and guiding me. I don't have to live this life by myself. I don't have to live this life by myself. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we love you. We appreciate you, family. Have an awesome week. Please know that we are praying for you and standing with you. Reach out to us or any one of our leaders because we would love to pray with you. We yes. would love to help you in any way we can. Keep the chatting going. And again, happy Mother's Day. And now may the love of God and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the fellowship, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. God bless you and happy Mother's Day. God bless.